the comic book pit. Okay. Back to the Comic Book Pit Podcast. This is episode 362. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. Hello. Hello, and here at the Comic Book Pit, we read comics and talk about various topics, usually but not always comic related. And I'll give you a quick spoiler warning uh, we are a review show, so. We, we take care not to give too much away about the books we read, but sometimes it happens. So that's your, that's, that's our due diligence. Yes. You've been warned. Yeah. So, but, uh, we're going to talk, I feel like, uh, as, as you put it, a potpourri of, of topics. There's a lot out like, there to discuss in the world of comics and that right. comic adjacent entertainment. Mm-hmm. What's uh what's tickling your fancy these days? What's tickling my fancy was um the DC fandom event over the weekend. Yeah, that I, was kind uh, of like uh the the big uh trailer plaza. I don't know if there mm-hmm. was comics news out of it. I, I searched for that and um I didn't see any. But it was certainly movies trailers galore and that's mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no san diego comic-con this year and and quite frankly the comic-con is a, is a misnomer anymore it's it's mm-hmm. trailer palooza that's what these are the trailer paloozas and this was indeed a trailer palooza um start what, what did it start with what was the for, i don't remember now i remember there was well i would say Wonder the woman yeah, I, I well, I I'm would gonna say go and, I'm 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 going to get to the big one at the end. Okay, okay. Let's go, let's go and we're going yeah. uh, descending order. Um, Wonder Woman, and none of them were not to bark at or anything. I think Wonder Woman mm-hmm. was first. In fact, I got to see Kristen Wiig's Cheetah, like in in the flesh, still a little obscured, but you know. In I feel motion. like it wasn't. Yeah, I, I I feel like that one that trailer might might have been rushed a little. I feel like not all the effects were done. I hope it was done because the movie was supposed to have been released by now. <laughs> oh, I, I think right. in a pre-COVID world, that movie's been out for three weeks, and and that's true. We that, saw that trailer that be, back in May. That was supposed to be a summer a summer yeah. release. Well, yeah, I well, let go. If that's the. <laughs> it looked a little unfinished to me. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because there's like yeah. the um, the standees are in stores. Like we went to Walmart, and there was like a Wonder Woman like makeup standee in that section. Mm. Okay, and um. Yeah, no movie, no movie, and they're gonna wait for the, the for it to come back to for you know post this to put it out there. No, no HBO Max for that. Um, I'll just say this: the uh, so if I got to see the cheetah, I feel like all the teases. It's like okay, there it is. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's it gonna look like? It's gonna be like a real life cheetah, and um, yeah. 
Now, again, it, it was at like nighttime when you saw her, so whatever. But uh, Wonder Woman looks cool. Mm-hmm. Looks like it'll be a good um, action movie. You know, that first Wonder Woman, despite the, I, I feel like the third act was like just dud. Like once she killed yeah. that general guy, and I was like, no, it's Mustache Man has been the Greek god this whole time. And well, he looked the same way. And well, it, yeah, the, it just turned into a, like a boss battle at the end. Yes, yes. And, and it was like, he looked the same. Like, he had that stupid mustache. And the guy's like, Greek like, what? Like, I don't know. I, I couldn't, I'd lost me. When it was just that frail little British guy on like this, like, monster body i'm like i, I what are you doing yeah kind of took the wind out of the sails yeah um at any point that said uh i will still see this once and once we're able to um and then the, the one i was most excited for at least that i believed i was most excited for going into the weekend was the snyder cut trailer because as as mm-hmm. we've said before, as I've said before in this program, I am a warts and all fan of the Snyder movies. <laughs> so I eagerly look forward to the the four hour version of Justice League that's coming our way. I pray it is, Dan. I pray it's four hours. I pray it just cut scenes with like that's no um, context whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and pop music out the ass. Like that's, Look, that's what just, I want. Just throw it all in there. Throw the blooper reels yeah. in. Throw it all in. I well, don't care. I, I heard that they want to, that it is four hours and that they want to make it four one hour episodes. That's the. I um, that I don't like. We discussed, we, that was, that's what they did with um, Tarantino's uh, Hateful Eight on Netflix like last year, which I think was, mm-hmm. I've had that discussion with someone. Maybe it was on this show. And, and I think it was that worked. Yeah. That worked. So I, I can, I will live with that. Um, if that is indeed the situation, I'll just take it over and get it. But uh, I just mm-hmm. want to see like that version, because say what you will, Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice had uh, thematic elements that Justice League abandoned. So it felt, it felt uneven. Mm-hmm. Like you've come this far. People were, you know, riding that Marvel high. But we want like witty zingers and and bright colors. And they're like, all right, fine, here you go. But it's like you committed to being this, so it's like just go, like who cares? just go. And but they didn't, and now now they are. So what I'm waiting for is people be like, oh, this is ripping off Endgame when it technically came first. Yeah, this I'm 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 torn about this. I am morbidly curious and I am I don't want to say excited. I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely sort of looking forward to it because, you know, I I rewatched the theatrical Justice League a couple of months ago um and it was exactly the way I remembered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like it was just Eh, it was okay. It was mediocre at best. Um, and I know there's, you know, they, they, they call it the justice league because Joss Whedon took over. Um, and you know, they supposedly marvelized it or, but you know, there, there are a couple things that, that, that have been bothering me about, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to defend 
Joss Whedon. I mean, he is who he is. He, he, he makes the kind of movies he makes and he writes the kind of stories he writes. That's his bread and butter. It's, he's been doing it since Buffy. Um, you know, the, the, the witty zippy dialogue, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. pop culture references, whatever. But, um, you know, people are crapping all over him and putting Zack Snyder up on a pedestal that, you know, Oh, the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut. That's fine. But it's not like Joss Whedon rode into town and pulled some sort of wowie coyote roadrunner trap and kicked Zack Snyder off the movie. The, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't know the timeline here. I don't know what came first, but let's just like, I feel like the biggest thing was Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. So he left the project. Yes. Warner brothers, you know, the, 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 the parent company, they did not, they were not happy with up to that point. Yes. Snyder's cut of the movie. I feel these events were concurrent. I yeah. Know, at the time I, I feel it was concurrent. Like they weren't, I remember at the time before he departed, they said, and that's why I made the joke about team cuts without context, that the film needed like connective tissue. And I knew exactly what that meant. That means mm-hmm. just, just jumping from one scene to the other. And it's like, wait, why? And I'm like, and I just chuckled at my, I'm like, I still remember reading that and chuckling. Like, oh, that's funny. Oh uh, yeah. And then, then the, the daughter thing happened <laughs> and then, and then he left. So it was like, all oh, at the same time, like, the, I don't, yeah, I, it's almost like the daughter the, thing then, gave him the out that could save face instead of like being fired by a skittish studio or or this the studios and and I wouldn't put it past any Hollywood executive to take the, an opportunity like that and say, oh well, yeah. you know, and like on one hand say, oh we're so sorry about your loss, and on the other hand said, okay, look, while he's grieving, let's bring someone else in to punch this movie up. And then they bring in Joss Whedon and, you know, so Joss was essentially a hired, just a hired gun. Yes. And, and Warner brothers knew what they were getting when they brought him in. So, you know, I I feel like Joss Whedon's getting like the short end of the stick here for, for the, the work that he was hired to do. And again, it's not like, he's some mustache twirling villain who came in and be like, Whoa, it depends on who Zach you talk Snyder. to. Yeah, yeah. This is my movie now, Zack Snyder and, and screw you cyborg actor whose name I can't remember. Ray um, Fisher. Ray Fisher. Um, so everyone's got their, you know, torches and pitchforks out for Joss Whedon. And meanwhile, like the dude just came in and did his job. And uh, so again, I'm not like, defending him i know he you know he's got his you know there's people have issues with him and you know right or wrong whatever but it's like you know had had zach snyder not had that tragedy happen it may have happened anyways yeah i feel like this this movie was not going to do well no matter what yeah yeah like critically financially i mean i i just i i think they've lost I think Warner brothers has lost confidence in Zack Snyder. AT&T must've found it though. Cause now yeah, there's a well, new yeah, now they're, yeah. yeah. So now they have the, he's got the chance to quote unquote, redeem himself, I guess, or to put out the movie that he wanted to put out all along. 
So, I mean, for better or for worse, oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see the, what happens. In well, next AT&T year. probably looked this way. There's a customer, a, a, enough customers that are asking for a product. So give them said product. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, they're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Like, we believe in your artistic vision, Zack Snyder. Here's forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Go, go create your piece. No, it's like, oh, enough fucking people have come and said we want to see this movie. They're like, all right, fine. We're you're going to have to buy the uh, HBO Max, uh, yeah. app, which they're going to get service, a lot more. I just wish it was on. Like, uh, I wish I didn't have to like stream my phone to the TV to watch stuff. But at least I get HBO yeah, I think now way, as like a side, like as, as whatever that I, I can mm-hmm. watch on my TV, but I can't watch the, I can't put the app on the fire stick and watch it. That way I got to like share my phone. Yeah. I think the only way you can watch it on your TV is through, um, it's like a supplement to Hulu. Like if you're a Hulu subscriber, you can add it on. It's like an add on to Hulu. You just have to, you're still paying the same amount, but you're watching it through Hulu. Ooh, well, Sprint, since they uh, merged with T-Mobile, gives us Hulu. I also have my brother's Hulu. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to look into that. I might want to look into that. Like I said, we do have the HBO Now app, which I think they're trying to backdoor it into that, but mm-hmm. that that's on my TV. So we, we've been watching HBO programming. Um, ad nauseum recently but uh, we finished six feet under you know just to be like 15 years behind the one day one day shy of the 15th anniversary of the actual airing of the finale is like when we watched it oh that's funny did you watch that show well you know you know that's one i, I never did watch um to my regret but uh coincidentally i have recently subscribed to hbo max and i watch it uh, on my iPad and that's not that, that that's one I've not I've not watched so I, I may go back and and check that out it, but um it is good I'll just say this um I, the the finale series finale was heralded as like one of the good series finales mm-hmm. and it does stick the landing and it stayed with me for like a day or two so it's all set okay okay yeah I've I've, I've heard I've heard a lot of, a lot. I mean, I, I don't need, I've, like I said, I've never watched the show, but I've heard tons of people talk about the finale. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I've, I recently watched, uh, speaking of things that, you know, have been out for a while and uh, this is the first time I've seen it. Uh, I watched Shazam the other night. Oh, you've never seen it before. I've never seen it. And, and I, I, as I'm watching it, I, you know, that's funny. I was about to say, as I was watching it, I was like, Damn it! I I now I really wish I had seen this in the theater because it was so good and it was so so much fun and so much just action and the I thought the effects were really good and um, I mean Zach Zach Levi I I love him in just about anything I mean I he's just one of those charming actors I think yeah I, I think he's I I loved him in Chuck, Chuck. and I I. I he, I <laughs> I remember Chuck. Brought to you by Sam. Chuck was the Chuck was a fun show. It was a little goofy, but it was fun. Um, my wife had never seen Chuck, so I think it was last year we watched it the entire series. It was only like five seasons, but we watched the entire. Yeah, I series. think I just watched the first season. Um, 
I, I remember I remember it vividly, but I did not stick with it. But I do remember it. Yeah, it's it, it's a it it's a fun show. It's 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 good for nerds. It's a lot of a lot of pop culture references, and it's a fun just a a fluff kind of like spy action comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Baldwin's in it for for uh, you you know for nerds. Oh uh, uh, yes, and uh, yeah, it's you Serenity. Um, fans. but oh. Yeah, Serenity fans. For you for you fans of the last ship. <laughs> um but um no, I had never yeah, I had never seen Shazam and I was like there were there are uh, there are three movies on there, three DC movies on there that I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch these and I'm gonna get it over not get it over with, but like I'm finally gonna watch them. Shazam, Joker, and Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Okay, yeah, we watched. So they're uh, all on HBO and the Birds of Prey as well, and I uh, I did not care for it. Neither did my wife. We were just it was, it was meh. <laughs> what was? Would you yeah, use think... uh, like something mediocre? Like it it was it was that. And I know I remember back back in the winter, the Lynx uh, were big fans mm-hmm. of it, and I'm glad they enjoyed it. I went into it with an open mind. I was like, when's this thing going to get good? I was like, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure two, two things. Um, one, I've pretty much seen every DC extended universe movie up to this point. So I might as well just keep the, the train, train, tra- keep that train rolling. And two, I've, I hear what you're saying. I've, I, I've heard a lot of people say that, but I've also heard people on the links side saying like, this was a lot of fun. This was, so I'm like, you know what? I just have to watch it and decide for myself. So, and I, I'm, you know, I'm legitimately interested just to, just to check it out. And, um, so I'll, I will, re- I'm going to try and watch it over the next couple of days. So I will report. Oh, you didn't watch it. I thought you time. did. Well, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you, no, no, I, no, I've, I, I've planned. All right. I, no, I've, I, I have plans to I I, I watch Shazam, then I'm going to watch Joker, and then I'm going to watch Birds of Prey. Um, everyone so. uh, lauds you and McGregor's performance. I will vouch for that. Um, he does mm-hmm. he does go for it, and he does play a good villain. Um, that's all I'll say. The rest you you will okay. see. Um, <laughs> but I and you haven't watched Joker yet. I have not. Yeah, I didn't really care for Joker either. Um. Ironic, ironic little tie-in. The when you watch it, the woman that plays his mother also was the matriarch in Six Feet Under. And, okay, yeah, uh, Francis Conroy, I think, right? Is that? Yes, I think that's who that Conrad, is. Francis Conrad, I believe, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Conrad, yeah, yeah something like Conrad, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, didn't realize that for a while. Um, anyway, but speaking of Harley Quinn, it. I'm just going to my last note. I know there's, there's a group of fans out there that yearn for representation in movies. And I understand that I didn't for the longest time, get it. I get it in that. I don't get it, but I'm starting to get it, get it. Um, Mm -hmm. my heart breaks for them that they have to settle for such shit to get that representation. (laughs) 
was like, you know this movie wasn't good. Looking at you, Harley Quinn. Looking at you, Ghostbusters 2016. You know, it's like, it's not good. But right. I, I feel so bad that you're like, it's us on the screen. I was like, I wish you had something awesome to see yourself on the screen and didn't have to settle for this because Ghostbusters 2016 is not good. And, and I don't, not comparing it to Ghostbusters 84. I'm comparing it to like The Heat and the other uh Mm, I oh, forgot about the movie. movies. I, I love the heat. Oh. He's one of my favorite movies. If I see that movie on, it stays on like the heat is good. And so when they're like, Oh, they're doing ghostbusters. I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, Oh, there's like PG 13. I was like, that's going to be a little rough. Cause you know what? Good movies are not PG 13. <laughs> you know what? Paul Figgy movie. I, that was, was lauded and people lost their shit over, but I watched it and I did not like it at all. And not because I'm like a, uh oh i hate women you're a raging whatever like i didn't like, like bridesmaids yeah exactly he's got a short bench i, did not, I knew I where did you were not going like bridesmaids um yeah i i can I, see that i just thought it was a terrible movie and and well, the target part demo. of my problem is <laughs> i no part of my problem well that but i mean but it, i should have been able to enjoy it no matter what um i love the entire cast except for i do not like Kristen wig and I thought she was a terrible lead in that movie. Uh oh. Then maybe you'll be rooting I just, for her I, as the villain in Wonder Woman, or rooting against her. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that you'll enjoy. It was like, yes, I don't think I she's her too, Princess Diana. <laughs> Slay her to the I crap. just, I just didn't like her character. She, she was just, she annoyed me at every turn. And I was like, every decision you're making, I would make the opposite decision. <laughs> and like, clearly you have, and I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm like, clearly that character had like some sort of like mental illness that she was, that was not being addressed. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to go into this deep dive on. No, you know, I, want, psychology I, want, I want this dissertation on the uh, <laughs> undiagnosed mental illness of the lead character in the film. Bride. I would have to rewatch the movie. I would have to rewatch the movie. Cause I haven't seen it in like, years but and i really don't want to rewatch it so and let's just enough. leave it at that watch the heat <laughs> the heat is is incredible that's one i i i've never seen it and i i always wanted to because i because i love those two actresses yeah it's just a fun silly so, uh action comedy movie with uh, if, if people are not familiar that is with uh sandra bullock and melissa mccarthy yes as the leads right yes. they are Correct. police officers it's like uh, Melissa action. McCarthy is an FBI agent, and Melissa McCarthy is a Boston detective. Oh, you said you said Melissa C- McCarthy for both. Oh, I did. Oh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good she is. Dan. She plays Melissa McCarthy Sandra plays both roles. Like is an FBI agent, and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is a Boston detective. <laughs> Uh, in this movie, Melissa McCarthy plays yeah, every role. Melissa McCarthy plays Sandra Bullock playing an FBI agent. Melissa McCarthy plays. <laughs> play, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, Cormac McCarthy. So speaking of Harley Quinn, <laughs> Cormac <Yes>. McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy's. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. Never mind. I was gonna make, well, I forgot the name of the show with uh, Billy Gardell, Mike and Molly. Yeah. Yeah, so it would take two. Cormac McCarthy, like Mike, show. and Molly. Yeah. Um, speaking of speaking Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn <laughs> uh, there was not a trailer per se, but like a, a sizzle reel for the Suicide, the oh, Suicide oh. Squad. I think you have to say that. Yeah, like, like football players say, the Ohio State University. It's the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion, 
the Suicide Squad, although that's T-H-E-E. I digress. Uh, the Suicide Squad trailer for it. Look cool. Um, looks, looks yeah, cool. I was not expecting that. And it, 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 it looks, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a Sean Gunn movie. So James Gunn, James Gunn, I'm sorry. Sean Gunn's, 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 his Sean's Gunn is brother, uh, playing yeah. the, the, the CGI character. But yes. you could be right. Maybe sorry, he's like the, the lead on this thing. And we just like the, the secret lead. <laughs> and it's like, Holy shit, dude, yeah. it's right. It is a shotgun movie. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it looks it look it looks fun. I look forward to like a proper trailer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's it's a huge cast. Very and huge. it's it and it's funny to I see them all in die. there. Yeah, I would expect. Um, it was great to, st- it, to and kind of a, like a wink and a nod and a and it was kind of funny to to see everyone being uh, portrayed or represented in like what would be considered like a typical, like a stereotypical super or a, like a comic book costume. Mm-hmm. Like everyone looked like everyone looked like they stepped like out of the pages of a comic. Like there was no like black leather and, you know, body armor and like right. there was capes and like bright colors and masks and, I mean, it, they really. I was really yeah. surprised to see what I to see what I saw. Yes, uh, leaning into it, leaning into it, and, mm-hmm. and Gun being like an irreverent. Um, is that the right word? What I mean by that, when I say like irreverent, like like goofy and silly and and, and yeah. edgy and and whatnot, yes. which is how he ended up there in the first place. Absolutely. Um, yep. I like it. I like. It. But but so I was gonna say he's for an irreverent filmmaker paying a lot of reverence. Uh, to that which it came from, and so like just making a yes. a live action comic book mm-hmm. in like a what do yeah, you say yeah. like a like a 70s war movie too, which I'm like all right that's a that's a mm-hmm. fascinating elevator pitch there because <laughs> I get what that means I get things like that and well yeah even the uh, like the, the 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 poster the first look we got at the poster. Looked like it was a throwback to like, looks like a, Lee Marvin should be in this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Looks like a, jump something like it, it looks like a, like a, like one of those old, like when, when movie posters used to be painted by real artists and uh, it, it, it looks like, uh, yeah, it, it's great. So look forward to that. Look forward yeah, to that. Like you said, I'll, I'll be, I'll be interested to see like a, a proper trailer. This was more of a, a teaser introducing all the characters. And then finally the one we didn't know was coming. I didn't know it was coming. I don't think anybody knew it was coming. And when it hit, I was like, Oh shit, got to watch this fast. Cause it ain't going to last. No, it was here to stay. And dad, I never ever thought I would live to see the day. A Nirvana song was used in a trailer for a Batman movie. Oh yeah. That, that was, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because at first I'm like, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, I know this is a song I know, but what is it? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, the the first trailer for The Batman. Matt the, Reeves, Batman. the Batman. The Batman. With, yeah. The Batman. The Batman University, number 47. Yeah. <laughs> um, with with, uh, with uh, Sparkle Vampire Robert Pattinson in the lead role, he looked very convincing. Yes, I, I you know I, I always liked that casting because it it was unconventional. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, bucking the expected. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like they've been taking they, the chance, but yes, it, he looks good. Um, I, I feel like they've been doing that since day one with Batman for the most part. Uh, they're true. It, it started with Michael Keaton. No one ever would have expected Michael Keaton. Like the, the guy, Mr. Before, Mom. It, it was Mr. Mom. You know, like I, I literally heard people say like, what? He was Mr. Mom. How's he going to be Batman? But I, I think that's, he's going to have Mr. Mom as Batman. <laughs> so I was a poor, poor accent. I apologize to the, but that's the like, I have a better <laughs> one in me somewhere. I'll get there. We'll find it. Yeah. But that's the great thing about Batman because he is kind of, I mean, I mean, as contrary, you know, in the comics, but he is just a normal guy who does very abnormal things. And uh, yeah, that the, they've got, you know, they, they've gotten guys like Michael Keaton, even Christian Bale to some extent. He's like Christian Bale. I mean, he's in shape, whatever, but he's not like physically imposing. Um, and the reaction uh, to him, I think he was like, all right. Yeah. And then like, but Robert Pattinson, like you said, yeah, that was really, um, I you think that was the kind controversial of controversial Batman. Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you the, skipped yeah, some Bat Yeah. Batfleck. Yeah. Batfleck. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, I, you know, for, for, for all the, all the slack he got, um, I actually liked his portrayal as Batman. You get more of it. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I just thought, well, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> physically, I, I thought physically he was pretty good. Um, I, I, I enjoyed him as Batman as well. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I believe that I shall enjoy Robert Patton's Batman mm-hmm. uh, just as well. Uh, Cause I liked what I saw. I liked how it looked like. It looked like seven with a, uh, guy in a superhero suit yes it was very very dark and very moody very grounded yeah grounded and it looks like it's a a mystery which way and and, and kudos for like okay so he's a detective you're making a crime movie basically like a mystery Mm -hmm. thriller and it just so happens that it's batman so yes use the riddler like it almost it makes sense and of course Colin Farrell looked really good too. Yeah, I I did not recognize him at first. Oh, I think that's the point. Yeah, you know, and they they showed the uh, someone took a screenshot of it, and I still I, I looked for him, and I'm like, I can't see him. I I mean, he's in there. I'm sure once we get a better look, and maybe we we hear him, maybe like for the second trailer or something. He I'm, broods maybe, a little bit, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. there he is. Yeah, I'm like Heath Ledger with the Joker, who I still struggle to see. No, same come through. Same. Um, but yeah. But I thought the, the, the one scene that was very, that I, I, I feel like it, it was a, it was just a couple seconds long, but it told a lot was the scene where, um, the, the, the new commissioner Gordon holds up the, uh, the envelope that says, you know, to Batman. And, and he says something like, I, whatever, this is for you. And I mean, it, it looks like Batman is right there at the scene of the crime. Yes. Yes. Batman is in the room with them, not like hiding in the shadows. Batman yeah. is just there. He's there even, with the even cops. My wife, when, when she first thought she was like, Oh shit. Like it was just very striking to see him just like there amongst them. Kind of like you would see in a comic, you know, like, like they, mm-hmm. they're not playing that coy game of, Ooh, like he hides in the shadows. Like, no, no, he like, he's right there. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Jeffrey Wright looks like an awesome Commissioner Gordon. I like that casting as well. Yep. Yep. From the jump and yep. seeing him as Commissioner Gordon, I was like, yes, that's Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are gonna maybe people that aren't familiar with Jeffrey Wright are gonna be pleasantly surprised. Oh, lot mess of folks are gonna be going back to Shaft two thousand. <laughs> That's right. He was Peoples. Yes, with Christian Bale as the other bad guy. That's right. Oh, and and Nick Fury. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a comic book uh, triumvirate. Mm-hmm. Shaft two thousand. That is, yeah, that's right. I forgot. That is not the actual names, folks at home. But that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> when you rented it from Blockbuster, that's what it said on the spine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Because there are multiple shafts out there. Don't be fooled. Yeah. Um, but, and, and uh, he's, uh, this Batman is definitely uh, down with the violence too. When he, uh, he, he uh, puts the beat down on that street punk. Yes. And I mean, with, with authority too, not just like he hits him once and he goes down. I mean, he hits him like five times. Like, well, he, he hits him a bunch of times. The, the guy goes down and he keeps wailing on him. Yeah. I was like, he Holy breaks his shit. arm too during that. Yeah. That was a little move thing. That, oh yeah. Not good. You might not broke a bone, but you definitely snapped some tendons. Yeah. You are not getting up from that yeah. for a while. And then, okay, Dan, my last bit on this movie, because it looks awesome. Can't wait to see it. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Takes the mask off. He's got the eye makeup on. Like, they're just leaning <laughs> into it. Like, yep, he's yes. got eye makeup. I don't need to see the application of it. I'm cool with just it being there when the helmet comes off. Mm-hmm. Not enough is good for me. Yeah. Not this whole, like, Batman returns, peel it up, <laughs> cut away, cut back. Clean. Yeah. I like that he looks like a raccoon when he pulls that. Cow. Yeah, he's this could essentially be some sort of hybrid between like, I mean, he's he's obviously a young Batman, so it could be kind of like year one ish where he's still he, he's not sophisticated yet. He's I mean, he is still the street level using his fists, but maybe he's starting to learn to be a detective type of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, that he's. His his bat caves look it looks I mean it looked like just a garage with a bunch of stuff in it I mean it he's not he doesn't have the the gadgets and the supercomputers and um and and we only heard Alfred we haven't seen Alfred correct and that is um, a uh, militant Alfred it's Andy Circus that's right Andy Circus I couldn't remember his name It'll be but. a CGI character <laughs> <laughs> Master wants his Master Bruce is precious um. <laughs> I couldn't make it happen, but I was, I was trying to do a Gollum voice, but yeah, but there's, there's going to be a lot of, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of, uh, master jokes coming out of this. A lot of some, some yeah. great Alfred Gollum memes, but, uh, no, it, it, the DC fandom definitely, and I keep wanting to say fandom, but it's actually fandome, which is kind of dumb. It's just called yeah, fandom. I don't, I don't know what the dome entailed, but yeah. But uh, that's cool. They really knocked it out of the park. They they gave us a lot of uh, meat to chew on for the next couple of months. Was there any comics news? I feel like the only thing that maybe was mentioned, um, but I think it would have been getting news no matter, even if there was no DC fandom event. Uh, the the biggest thing that I feel like I saw comic related was about three Jokers. Oh, finally, and that's out. What? 
now, right? It just the first issue just came out this week. Okay. I did not buy it because I I I can't I, take another Joker or anything. I'm so f- I'll report back. Okay, I'm just I, there, between Joker like Joker War and I I feel like we're we've just been inundated with Joker. I don't, I don't read the ongoing Batman title. Well, I stopped. I I I was into it for for a little while, and then when I realized the joke, you know, that it was leaning like leading into this whole Joker War thing, and I'm like, didn't we just? How many Joker stories do we have to have? And and you know, I'm just at a war centric. I mean, went there a, a Joker, the War of Jokes and Riddles, like a couple years ago. And- yeah, and before that, there was a uh, uh, Death of the Family. Uh, I mean, yes. Joker yeah. Joker played a prominent role in the in the Snyder Capullo run. Yeah, and they they gave us a very grotesque Joker, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But and then you know when of course he's he's joined at the hip with Harley Quinn a lot of times. I mean, he's or associated with Harley Quinn, so it's like if there's a Harley story, nine times out of ten, Joker's going to be involved somehow. Um. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just jokered out. I can't take any more Joker. I, I feel like he's a character that should be, should be used sparingly. It's like if you, if you really loved garlic and then put garlic on everything you ate, you know, it's just like, it's too much. <laughs> Those words touch me in a way you would can't even begin to fathom Dan. <laughs> Cause myself and garlic don't mix. Uh, exactly what you said exactly like that you you made a metaphor but for me that's literal (laughs) you're absolutely right a little Um, bit goes a long way let me put it that yeah yeah and too much makes my stomach hurt so yep that's what's happening that you got a tummy ache from uh too much joker (laughs) yeah interesting stuff i don't i and didn't see any comics news um tv show stuff i was i didn't really pay much attention to I know there was talk of it, but the, the, the big takeaways were the movie trailers. Yeah, I think the only, and I don't even know if this came out of fandom, but I did see some articles or headlines about how, uh, I guess, how they were going to deal with uh, Hartley Sawyer's um, dismissal from the yeah. Flash. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure and, how I feel about that. And that they just recast. I guess they're going to recast, but they're like, oh, he changed his face. Like, yeah, which sure they can do that, and it's it's a comic book TV show. And, but I think it, it sounded like they were keeping the character of Sue Dibney around for a while. Yeah, like, I mean, there, I there was something there. Like, I don't know. He, it's, I I kind of have forgotten about that, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I felt like like a teen of depression. I was like, oh yeah, that was actually good, and. Mm-hmm. There was good chemistry then. That was enjoyable. Now that's over. And yeah, I'm. I am still. I. I same thing. I. I forgot about his dismissal from the show. Yeah, and just like we would have forgotten about his stupid tweets too. But I. I yeah. Get it, I, 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 exactly. I'm. I'm of. I'm of two minds. I. I I'm really going to miss his presence on the show because I think he was. He really did add something, and I. I. I just love the fact that we had elongated man on TV. I thought that was great. And he was perfect as that character just physically. I mean, he, he played the character just like you would expect. And then, you know, 
you, you kept you're like oh man so eventually someday they're gonna introduce him to sue and then they did and now they have that they had that great back and forth that um and then now it's like well mm-hmm. that's gone could have been yeah but uh if only we as society had a little thicker skin yeah, you know this whole. It's not like he was trafficking kids. You know, he he made some some uh, some jokes that didn't land. <laughs> but yeah. at any rate, right. And but we are in you know this cancel culture and everyone. I don't want us to become those guys either. Mm-hmm. Like I hate those people that are like, oh, it's cancel culture on a mark. I don't want to be that guy. Either. No, I mean, I mean, um, it, I, I feel like you you have to take every situation as it comes. Like you can't. Not everyone is a misogynist, racist, etc. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, did, did, did he deserve to get fired for he must have been a from jerk. Yeah, like, from like 10 years eight ago or 10 years ago? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, personally, I might have said no, maybe suspend him from the show or I'd say know, whatever, because apology, that, was, like, that was pre COVID though, wasn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. See, COVID just erased all that shit from memory. Like you would have told by the time the flash came back, you've totally forgotten. I forgot they fired him. And it's I, only been like six months. Well that you know, then that's the that's the funny thing about the our our the you know, life during COVID is that time has no meaning. Yeah, like, yeah. Time's a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, like this is like like a, just a giant temporal anomaly, like something out of Star Trek. Like we're this is March two hundred and sixty third. Yeah, dude. September's yeah. around the corner. Like summer's going to end. Like fall's going to start. I'm like, what? What? No. Like, yeah. It, it, it it's still March twelfth. You know, that's that's funny. That's it's kind of part of the reason, at least for me. I mean, my my wife and I, we we both had similar reasons, but maybe we also had independently had different reasons for wanting to. Um, you know, in July we went to the beach with, with my family. They, my family rented a, a house down in uh, Nags Head, North Carolina. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. So we, we went back and forth and it was a tough decision. But we decided we need to get away because we, we, we need a vacation first of all, just to get away from everything. And who knows what's going to happen in the fall. We could get locked down again and we haven't had a proper vacation in a long time. And, you know, we, we were like, and, taking precautions. My family was very careful. We hardly went anywhere that wasn't safe, et cetera. I, I feel like for me, I needed a, like, I feel like I had to plant a flag and say like, okay, this is summer. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I needed to mark a point in the year to make it summer because like it, it, it's like, I can't believe that now kids are going back to school. I'm like, wait, isn't it still summer? I can't believe we're going back either, but for different reasons. Um, <laughs> but like everything is just so screwed up. Like, like your, your, your view of time and the passage of time is just completely yeah. askew. So yeah. like I, I wanted to go on vacation so I could mark summer and, right. you know, just to feel There's like a smart way to do stuff. And if you did it smart and yeah, good for you. Yeah, we did. And, and, you know, and, and surprisingly, you know, not to go off on a whole tangent here, but like when we went, you know, um, North Carolina was mask or tyranny. It's Damn, a, oh, stop. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, the, the, the Carolinas are, are at least at the time when we went, were a hot spot. Yes. And, um, 
but everywhere we went, everyone was wearing masks. Everyone. I mean, we, we would go into a store and there was someone sitting at, at within the front door with a gloves, a mask and a bottle of hand sanitizer, like basically saying, Oh, welcome to our store, but we can't let you in until I give you some hand sanitizer. Yeah. And they would squirt hand sanitizer on it, on her hands. And be like, and we were very appreciative of that. We're like, great. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. You know? And, um, we didn't go to any restaurants. We, um, well, you know, we, we had a house, so we cooked every night Yeah, and, um, you know, we just went grocery shopping a couple, couple times a week and, um, you know, on the beach, as long as you stayed far apart, you were cool. And so it was, it was, it, it was good. Like it was something that I'm glad we did, but good for you. yeah. And, uh, and, uh, hopefully the, the, the Duke and his Duchess are, enjoying their time away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, at the surface level, it's like, Oh man, that's sticking your head in the lion's mouth. But you know, it, there's, like I said, there's a smart way to do things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I still don't want to eat in a restaurant. Like I'll eat outside in a table in a restaurant, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready to go like sit inside a restaurant or sit inside a movie theater or, yeah, same here. Any I of think those things? I were, um, we um I think the, the the really the only thing we've done we've been we've been to a, a a brewery and we where there was a food truck and we sat outside and we ate and we you know had a drink and you know what I do want to I do want to do and I, I wrote it in my calendar back before all this happened like there's mm-hmm. the basement sale coming scheduled for next month. Oh yeah, at New Dimension. Like mm-hmm. you went to, was it in the store? No. Okay. So, so what Jared's referring to is um, what they call the, the comic cave in uh, Elwood city, Pennsylvania, which is uh, about, uh, I don't know. Would you say 10 or 20 miles outside of Pittsburgh? 20. Uh, yeah. 20 plus 20. Yeah. Depends um, where you're starting from and what a, what you consider Pittsburgh and yeah. where you're starting from. We'll say downtown Pittsburgh, but um, All right. it's, um, it, it's a, just a, a few blocks away from the Elwood City New Dimension store. And what this building is, it's an old um, VFW building. It's not in use anymore as a VFW. But um, the owner, Todd, has access to this building. And um, <clears throat> he has filled it, filled the room with, oh, conservatively a couple hundred, uh, maybe two or three hundred um, long boxes full of um, unsorted quarter books and opened it up and said, come on in. And um, <clears throat> so I went up there last weekend with my brother-in-law and, um, and it was great. Um, it was, there was a, a lot of people there, but not like un, an unsafe number of people. You know what I mean? Like okay. I did, at no point yeah. did I feel like crowded Um I, you know, I kind of kept, everyone kind of kept their distance. Um, everyone wore a mask, um, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, a, pl- a pleasant surprise for that area. So I, th- I feel like that area is a little more conservative. Um, yes. A little more out in the mean. country, if you know what I mean. Um, a little more no. shitheadish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm in a region that's very much like that too. <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about? I do all too well. So, um, I had a blast. It, it had been a long time since I really was able to nerd out and uh, do some some discount comic diving. Um, I came away with 
about 70 quarter comics. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, but you could also, uh, they had a deal where you could get a long box and fill it for 70 bucks. So a lot. Yeah. And, and my, 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 my brother-in-law kept joking, like with my wife, like saying, Oh, he's going to come back with a, with a couple long boxes. And I was like, you know, I, I really, I don't think I could at this point. I mean, I, I love, I, I, I found a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to enjoy reading, but, um, I really don't think it, because I don't, there's no collections that I have that I'm looking to fill holes in. So at this point, there's, I don't think I could fill a long box. I, I just, I just dig for the stuff that I want to read. And a lot of it is random, just random stuff. Like I, I found a nice, um, 20 issue run of alpha flight from, uh, from the eighties, which it was like right around the period of time when I started reading alpha flight in the mid eighties, um, and early nineties, uh, right, right before, or right around the time when Jim Lee jumped on the book. um, I found the first 14 or 15 issues of Jim Lee's wildcats. Wow. Um, just all kinds. Of, and I, I posted pictures of it on our, on our social media. So you could check them out. But um, I, I, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Um, they're still doing it at first. The, the, the first few days, the first dates were just that, just like the only dates, but um, they're doing it again this weekend and next weekend, I believe. So, the, those dates are on um, like New Dimensions social media, so if you want to check it out, but um, I would recommend if 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 you feel comfortable doing it, I would highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. But but and this is where where I think Jared and I like are we we split ways because um, and understandably so, and I, I totally get where you know like you you probably have a list or you like looking for things that are sorted and, and you got to understand these boxes are completely random. There's yeah, no rhyme or reason. If you I find like a run of things, that, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. If you find a run of things, it's just blind luck. If you yeah. like, I found like my, you know, like a, a deep vein of some book, like a bunch of sequential issues. That's just blind luck. Well, just whatever random enough random stuff is in there. I mean, and there are some gems, but a lot of it is just like, you know, weird stuff. And some of it is just like junk and some of it is great. Um, it's just, I, it's just one of the things that's like, there's something for everyone at these sales. You're right. I, I, I don't love it as much as you do. I accept the, the unsorted quarter box. Especially out of quarter, like I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know it's, I get it. Like I, I absolutely, I gotta have the time because that requires time, right? And so that's where, like, I if I bristle, it's because I'm trying to squeeze it in. Mm-hmm. That's where, and I'm, honestly, their basement spoiled me because that basement <laughs> sale was amazing because those book boxes are alphabetized, right? And that's what I had read was like back in this fall was like scheduled for like September and I put it in my calendar book because I'm like, I want to go to this and I mm-hmm. don't know still do it. And it's a little weird because it's in a basement. And so like, I'm kind of just like hell with it, wear a mask, but and then you, I don't know. There, there's a lot, there's a lot to process there, but I mm-hmm. missed that. And I would like to do that. And that's the one thing. I mean, they used to do that. 
I, I, I'm familiar with the new dimension quarter boxes. You know, I, I know, I know what I'm getting into. I know you get the, the grimy hands when you're done and all that shit. Oh yeah. I accept that. I accept it for what it is. And I, miss <laughs> it. I miss it. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder dancer. You know, I would take some unsorted quarter boxes, just <laughs> take like two hours, mm. go through some long boxes and find some weird, like 1984 clip shit that I didn't know I needed, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Like I found a book. It was like some, some book from the eighties, some black and white. It was just called fat ninja. I'm like, I have to get that. Yeah. And at a quarter, it's, it's fun. Fat ninja. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for exactly. Well, well, you know, and, and, and you brought up a good point. You have to have the time and, 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 and it's almost like a, an endurance test too, because this is almost like, this was like a, like a reality game show where, because you, you got a picture of this room, right? There was, um, there, there's no lighting. Uh, well, let me put it this way. Every, all the light is natural light. Okay. I don't think there's any electricity in this building. So there's windows. So there's natural light coming in. Um, you were told ahead of time through their, uh, if you're on their mailing list, they, they suggest to bring a headlamp or to have a flashlight app on your phone in order I, you know, you, because, because you might need some extra light. I didn't find that to be the case. Both my brother-in-law and I had headlamps with us. I did not ever need to turn it on. Um, some people did have some flashlights on. Um, I felt like there was enough natural light. It was a very sunny and hot day. So here's the other thing. This room is not air conditioned. Here's the other thing. This room, this building, no public bathrooms. Here's the, here's the other thing. Hi. They're, they're cash only. So there, there's a lot of things. So you, have to, so going in, you have to understand that you're going to be hot and sweaty mate, potentially. Um, you better come with an empty bladder um, and you better come with cash. And, and if, and if you really want to get anything out of it, you, you should invest some time. Like we, we maybe stayed two hours and okay. I would That's say scratching the surface. Exactly. I, I can't, I, I only, I started in one corner and I just worked my way down like maybe two dozen boxes and then I took a like kind of a breather. I stepped back and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hop over to this side of the room for maybe, an, a, you know, a little bit and then I'm done um, because mm -hmm. it's after a while, it just gets to be like you're flipping through these books for so long. It's almost like some sort of weird comic book tunnel vision where you stop seeing like you're like, oh, I, I saw that issue of classic X-Men already, I think, in another box. Um, or did I, you know, you kind of, you start f forgetting what you, what you saw and what you might've already picked up. Um, I picked up an issue. I forget what it was, but I was like, wait, a I started putting it in the box that I was using to carry books around. I'm like, wait, I think I already have this. And I, sure enough, I flipped through my stack and I did, I already had it. So you got, you know, it's like, it, it, it's weird. It, it, like I said, it's, you got to have some endurance for, for this, this bargain comic diving is not for the weak. And, but there, there are people, I think there were, um, it was only, it was only open five hours. It went from 12 to five. Oh. Um, but there were people that were there obviously before we got there. And I think we're there long after we left because, and I, I, I definitely heard one guy say to, uh, say to the guy who was running the, the sale that day, he's like, okay, I filled another long box. 
Jesus. I'm like, I'm like another long box. Wow. I, I barely, I didn't even break a hundred books. How did you, I did the, I did the math earlier, um, a long to get for $70. Mm-hmm. It's 280 comics, which I'm like, people like get to do the math on that at 70 times four, you idiot. Um, <laughs> but I did leave me alone. Um, a long box, like you're stuffing a long box to get 280. I got snow bags and boards. Mm-hmm. You got to go naked and you got to cram them in there. Yep. And you're probably, you're probably doing a layer across the top. Well, there are rules for stuffing long boxes. Um, you can't put them on the sides. You can't put them on the bottom, like under the books, and you can't lay them on top. It's got, it's got to be like a, like a, just one line of comics. You can't, uh, you, you can't blow up the box, you know, and, and shenanigans. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta play fair a little bit. So mm, I feel like you are though. <laughs> I don't think you're getting away with anything. Well, paying seventy dollars for a long box. Of con- um, I, all right. Well, I guess I guess some people push agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think there are people out there who are like they're not being like index finger. You know, I gotta be able to fit an index finger in there. That no, way. I they they understand you can you can pack it as tight as you want, but you can't then start like. You know, layering uh, across the top. Yeah, you can't you can't hitch a sidecar to it and you know put some books in that one. You know, and yeah, oh, right. Obviously, it's within the confines of the box. But now right. we're we're dickering over what what constitutes the confines of the box. Right. Exactly. So, um, but uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got a lot of good reading waiting for me. In fact, um, actually, I've got a I've got books from I think the last time I went to like one of these like I think the dollar sale and I've got books from when we did our comic swap. So yeah. I've got so much stuff to read that it's ridiculous. That's the the other side of my brain that chimes in and is like you never read them. Like yeah, it's cool to buy them but like you never got to read these things and they're going to just sit. And like what are you doing? You're going to have to move them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I also look at it like this. I, I'll, I'll, I'll read what I can, and then whatever I don't read, if like say say maybe in a year we're we're comfortable enough and we're at a point um, socially where we can do another comic swap. Um, I just have a lot more stuff to bring to the comic swap. There you go. You know. There you go. That's that's the way I look at it. Like. My, you know, what I spent a quarter on can can be someone's for free. I don't care. You know, it's not for me. It's a, a, yeah, a, I, a, a lot of it is just like go, going to these sales is like just the thrill of the hunt. Yes. Like the fact that I'm like, oh, my God, I can I can reread the first dozen issues of Jim Lee's Wildcats like I did when I was a teenager. You know, I mean, how that is. I have the first four. Okay. And I remember. I, I, yeah. I remember. I, I think I had to track them down too. And I can recall there, like being like twelve or whatever, and being like, "There it is. I got like the first four. I'll tell you yeah. what. When I finish mine, I'll give them to you. <laughs> I'll meet you oh, somewhere and give them to four. you. Four. Yeah. You, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the rest. I'll give you the rest when I when I finish reading them. But uh, yeah, it's it it's it's like uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, they're they're. It's almost like uh. You know, like early image days. I mean, you so probably you want to do that for the next show. Read the first four, and then review. And then yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll go dig them out. I'll read. Okay, them. okay, that'll be fun. 
Well, should we, uh, since uh, we're pretty to look at, speaking of reading stuff, um, yeah, you read books. I read a book called Bot Nine, I bought it from an artist named Derek Hoffman. It's a fun book, it's a silent book. It's about this like kooky old scientist that builds a robot suit and it's manned by a uh, goldfish in a bowl in the mm-hmm. helmet, and then it's sent on a mission, uh, to get to the mainland. Like, he, like the old man lives in this like really uh, ext- kooky, that's where I'm keeping back to, like island out in the sea and then he walks to the mainland and and has adventures when he gets there it, it i like uh his art he did the book um ruin world like boom like a year or two ago it was like a funny animal type thing where they go on adventures i think it was called ruin world okay um just i, I liked it, his cartoony work and that, that was like the most recent get um i got in the mail since we last spoke so i wanted to to give that so if you like fun little cartoony stuff uh, bot nine it was a fun book to read i enjoy silent too i respect silent yeah that's that that, that that's a true you know that, that that's kind of an old like an old thing like an uh, you know the true sign of a good comic book is if you can tell the story without words yeah that's uh well, and speaking of that there was a comic that i i didn't read the words I think you read it too. Oh, so you're referring Girl. to Big Girls number Big one? Girl. Yes. Yeah, I um. So this was from Image. It was written and drawn by Jason Alexander, I believe. Oh, George Costanza from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me confirm that because I always get so I always get Jason Howard and Jason Alexander mixed up. Uh, J, it's J, it is Jason Howard. I'm sorry, but I think there is a creator out there named Jason Alexander. Uh, this was, but but this was Jason Howard, who was the uh, artist years ago on Robert Kirkman's Astonishing Wolfman, and um, this was just a lot of fun. This was it, it was a really neat take on the whole kaiju story uh, or kaiju trope, um, where it's uh, and, and and there's a there's a not so subtle metaphor going on here as well, where um, and, and they haven't explained it in this first issue, but basically there are um, kaiju. This is, you know, this is uh, like almost like a post, you know, post kaiju attack world, but there are still kaiju out there, but the kaiju are actually uh, human men that, and, and I, I don't know why certain, like, and they haven't explained it, but uh, there are certain men that will grow 300 feet and, tear ass through a city and so in order to combat that they've they found that i guess they can grow women to like basically there are women kaiju fighters uh, and they are not they can grow them and but they don't turn into monsters like like the men grow and turn into monsters women grow and they are fighting the kaiju so Ah, so that's what I get for not reading the words. I just looked at the pictures. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was just like I said, it, it was a, a, a very unique twist on the whole kaiju genre or subgenre. And uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was, it was fun. Um, it was a, the, the art is, is very different than Astonishing Wolfman. Like I was saying to Jared pre-show, Astonishing Wolfman looked a little more like an animated style, like kind of a poppy, like bright colors and 
Um, this this looks a little more like very organic, very sketchy, like a sketchy a dry style. brush type look. Yeah, yeah, almost like a like a Sean Murphy esque. Yeah, style. Um, but um, yeah, if you uh, if you enjoy kaiju stories, I would check this out because, like I said, it's very different. And if than, you like uh, reading things without reading the words, um, <laughs> it's it, it was it you know I I this will okay. I looked at it on my phone, and I'm not a big fan of reading comics on my phone because the words can be small. And and I don't like blow. And there's no real good way to read like a proper comic book on the phone. I can either flip it horizontal and it's bigger, but then I'm like, I'm almost doing like the comicsology panel view thing, but I'm not. You know, just scrolling down the page, which is a yeah. little not all. And, and they're not always designed to be read that way. Or I can, flip it, you know, vertically, but then it, it's tiny. Or and then I could like pinch and squeeze in. And and yes, I could probably just like read it on my iPad, but I don't. I read it on my phone because I, I, it's what I do. And so it's like, well, I don't, I can't see those words, and 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 I don't really want to like go through all of that rigmarole to read it. So I'll just like look at the pictures and the way. And visually, you can read this book without reading the words and follow along. You miss some things, like that those monsters are actually mutated men. But I was able to follow along, like the gist of it. Like, okay, she's big. She fights monsters. This is a world mm-hmm. where like she's an outcast, and her little baby is not like welcome here. And then these guys are clearly bad guys, but like they're kind of in a position of power, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. You get to the end. Okay. Someone's doing something, you know, nefarious and, and got it, got to plan of their own. Okay. I got it. Like, Oh, this was fun. And it looks good. And then the, the blocking and the, the positioning of everything was great. And the art was very dynamic and it was like action packed and, mm-hmm. and just visually uh, entertaining to look at. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the art and the action was very, very kinetic. Yeah, a lot of a lot of movement on the page. So, uh, oh, heads up, real quick. I just thought of this. Speaking of, of kinetic uh, art, I think it's called Seven Secrets. Um, that's funny. I actually, as well, I read that. that. A, yeah, I, I read the words on that one too. Um, <laughs> that that was a fun kinetic action comic. Yes, that was that was a that was a pretty good one. That was a uh, Tom Taylor, if I remember correctly, wrote that. I forget who the artist was, but. I forget um, their name. I'm, I actually follow them on Instagram. And then I saw like Daniel, something like that. And um, and then there was like a post like, oh, my book's out this week. I'm like, I, wait, that was in the drive. So I went and, and read it. I was like, that's what, you know, if I follow the person on Instagram, I'd be remiss to not, you know, actually read their book if it's available, you know, at, literally at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun one too. So um, another one I, I read that was um, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't classify it as fun, but I feel like it was probably one of the better books that I've read this year was G.I. Joe number seven from IDW. And this is the this is the volume of G.I. Joe where it's like a almost like an alternate G.I. Joe where uh, or an alternate world where uh, Cobra has actually succeeded in world domination and GI Joe is a uh, underground resistance movement. And this is the one in the first issue where uh, Duke was actually murdered or he was, he was killed on a mission and there um, there's a lot of familiar faces in this and um, but they're not, they don't all have the same code names. Like 
there's there's a flint, but he's not called flint. He's called something else. And there's a roadblock. And what's neat about this is the 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 it almost like there's an ongoing story, but the but each issue is almost like standalone. Um, the this issue takes place prior to the events of issue one, and it's um almost like the year in a life of uh, Scarlet, who in this is basically referred to by her real name, which is Shanna O'Hara, not Scarlet. Um, and she is dealing with, she, she's just come back from, from, uh, service. Uh, uh, yeah, they don't really specify, but you assume she was over in like Afghanistan or something like that. Um, she had served with Duke and, uh, but she is dealing with a severe, uh, PTSD and, it's just her living her daily life, you know, as a civilian going to um, like a support meeting support group. Um, and there, are, there are some familiar faces in the support group of one of which I think is supposed to be uh, Outback, the, uh, the survival specialist, the guy with the beard. And if you had the action figure, he had the word survival on his t-shirt. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and Duke does show up and he, you could tell he, like he's there, there are uh, intermingling shots of, of Scarlet, you know, dealing with her PTSD with shots of like slowly Cobra taking over the world and slowly like the, res- like the resistance, that movement that is forming. And you could tell that Duke wants to recruit Scarlet, but he also realizes that she is really messed up. And he, he even, and and she knows that he needs her. And he says, I, I, I can't have you like this. He's like, I, I need you. I want you, but you have to get yourself right first. And just a, just a great issue about like the realities and in such an interesting setting of this, you know, dystopian GI Joe alternate future. But you know, one of the characters dealing with uh, PTSD and it was just a, 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 just a great read. And, and then um, also it was really cool on IDW's part. The very last page was a list of resources for oh, people nice. that dealing with stress, with trauma, with PTSD, with depression. Um, just literally this entire page is full of uh, resources. So it was amazing. Um, but you could pick this book up and read it. It's, and, and just as a standalone story and really, I think, I feel like get a lot out of it and it's, uh, you don't need to have read anything that has happened in the first six issues, but you should, cause this is a really interesting book. It's, it's really different than any GI Joe story I've read before. Um, GI Joe purists, you might hate it, but <laughs> if you, if 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 you're flexible, if, if if you like a different take on traditional, like traditional stories, um, you might like it. I I certainly do, and I I'm I'm a GI Joe fan from from way back, so um, I would definitely recommend this book. Interesting. Well, should we wrap it up with the uh, the I don't know Superman. I was going to try and think of something colorful to say. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, so Superman 24 came out recently. 
I guess the only thing I wanted to say is, um, for for better or for worse, I've been reading Superman for two years now, and that is re- for me that's really something. Um, you know, there have been some bumps in the road. I feel like like I've definitely stopped. I, I definitely stopped reading action comics a long time ago um, around the time when John Romita jr. Took over the art, but I feel like I would have stopped that anyways, because I was not crazy about the storyline. Um, but I'm still reading the main Superman book. And I'm like, I said, I, I just kind of came to the realization with, I'm like 24 issues. Like I've yeah. read Superman for 24 issues. I don't think I've read Superman for this long since the, death and return of Superman. I think the, that was the last time I read Superman with any consistency. Um, but I, I'm still enjoying it. I, you know, f- like I said, it's, it, it, not every issue has been a slam dunk, but I, I like a lot of what Bendis has done since he started. And for me, it's, it's made a little easier by the fact that Kevin McGuire has been getting a lot of work in on these issues and he's one of my, I would say one of my all time, like top 10 favorite artists. Okay. So that, uh, that definitely does not hurt. I, I, I have a different take on it. Um, I, I, okay. We'll put it this way. You're talking about like, Oh, you read 24 issues of Superman. I've read a bunch of Superman. Um, yeah, I, I started like, organizing all of my comics. Like I got the ones out of my parents' attic. I got the ones I've had since I've lived here. They're all together. I've started organizing them. I have a long box. We just discussed what a long box entails. Full of action, just action comics, the title action comics. Mm -hmm. Um, And it spans, it goes as far back as issue 300, which is old. I mean, I, yeah. I don't have like, but that's from like 1963. I mean, um, considering they're, they're well into the uh, over a thousand. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I have issue 300 in that box. That's the oldest one I have up through 1025, 20, what whatever the newest one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes a run of like a straight run of almost 10 years. Like I have a short box that's filled with just adventures of Superman. It's like well over a hundred consecutive issues of that. So I have a lot of Superman. I haven't gotten to the title Superman yet. I haven't gotten that far into the, <laughs> the organization efforts. Um, uh, the okay. So I'm I'm almost glad Bendis is leaving because it's getting long in the tooth. Um, I enjoyed his storytelling when he first came on to it, but now it's getting to be that cute Bendis stuff. That mm-hmm. I don't like, it's like that Avengers versus X-Men level of just like, I don't care about this where it's, it stops being almost inspired and it's just resting on laurels. It feels like in this little two part, a Dr. Fate storyline, like highlighted that for me because like the cool bits of this, was reduced to like a double page spread. Like the whole like Dr. Fate, like there's a super Dr. Fate. Like that was cool. Like that's something that's cool. That mm-hmm. I felt something should be like explored. And instead it's just a bunch of like cutesy chit chat, 
you know, that goes on and on and on and on and doesn't resolve anything. Here's something cool, and then oh, the story's over. So that's where I'm like, okay, you know, like if if we're at this point in it, then I say bring on the next creative team. Mm-hmm. Like there was still, like when they first started, I, I enjoyed it. Um, particularly that whole like Leviathan shit, where it's like the spy agency, and he grew the beard mm-hmm. and went undercover and stuff like that. Like that was all fun stuff. Um, but yeah, and I said the action comic stuff, it's just like, uh, it's just like get on with it already. Like it just, it just stuff's dragging on and dragging on drag and it's not resolving. Like young justice is about to end and I think it will resolve its initial storyline by time it's done. Um, I think it's going to, because they know it's ending, but like, I think it was just about getting there anyways. So that's a long way of saying like it was fine but it wasn't mm. it, it it i didn't have the same um connections that you have so that's why it hit me different um right well and I, and I could say the same thing i think because i'm i'm i've never been a real big super i've been a real casual reader of superman so i you know it, anything that keeps my attention longer than a few issues mm. is something is, you know, yeah, that's, that's something, I don't want to say something special, but it's something to, for me to notice. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about because, um, you know, but Bendis has that, he, he has his ways, his, yeah. his, you know, we, we came across this when he was writing the Avengers, uh, you know, he was, on Avengers yes. for a long time and it was great. And then new right Avengers. around the time. Yeah. Yeah. New Avengers. But right around the time when it would have been a perfect jumping off point when he, um, when he finished siege, which kind of like, that was like the perfect end cap to his years of writing Avengers stories. He should have stopped there, but instead he jumped onto the, new volume event of, of, mm-hmm. of Avengers, which, which was started by that whole, like Marvel's what they called the heroic age. Yes. Of, yep. of yep. Uh, you know, they had that heroic age banner and that's when I realized like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now, now I see I've peeked behind the curtain and this is not good anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's, I I've, I've read too many years of Ben is doing the Avengers. Now I, I, I can't read it anymore. And, um, coincidentally, <laughs> that's the the book was drawn by John, John Romita Jr. Yeah. So again, um, yeah, I I don't think that writer and artist are a good fit. But uh, even if it had been another artist, I probably still would have left that book because it was just getting too bendacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of the situations where. They're, they're, they, I forget the how it's worded, but there's this old like uh, writer's trick where you should be able to, um, like you should have all, you, if you had all your characters in a room and they were all saying something, you should be able to black out the entire picture, gotcha. and yeah. you should be able to identify each character by how they're speaking or what they're saying, yeah. and you could not do that in a Bendis book because everyone literally has the same voice. Yep. And that's uh, where Superman's getting to. Yeah. Yeah. And young justice has got there. It just, 
it's um, cute zingers and questions without and, and uh, cute zingers and uh, unfinished sentences is what it, what it is. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, he's getting yeah. a he's a little he's a little too precious, and he's never been that way. Like Superman's always been kind of like the straight man, and not to say you can't have write an entertaining straight man, but he shouldn't be throwing out the zingers. Yeah. He should be, you know, reacting to the zingers, but in a, maybe a, an amusing way or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, he's uh, again, I mean, for, for good or for bad, I mean, he's had a, Bendis has had a, a you know, a, a historic, I mean, if you, I don't know if maybe historic is too strong for, but he's done some things. I mean, he, he, um, you know, he, he did Levi, he, you know, did the Leviathan, um, storyline. He basically resurrected the Legion of superheroes. I mean, uh, he, he, he revealed Clark's identity again, for, yeah. depending on how you yeah, feel. About he that. Definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely shook it things up. He made his mark, uh, yeah. depending on how, you know, your, your, your mileage may vary on history. It. Yeah. 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 History will, will tell. Um, we'll see what stays and what goes and whatnot, but yeah. And I think what also makes this, uh, what was, I guess, controversial, even though it's not really controversial, but what was, I think, divisive among some readers about it was like, he took over from a team that was beloved, like low key beloved. Um, like the Gleason and Tomasi stuff. Yeah. They were a good, and, team. and, and with, you know, the, the, the family unit being told, which everyone will tell you like has no business working in a superhero comic book, but yet it did. And it worked very, very well. And, uh, and it seems like they were ushered aside because DC got like signed the, you know, the big money free agent. And to, to use like a sports analogy, they signed the star center fielder that was on the free agent. And, but you're, uh, your your current center fielder was a little plucky, but everyone you know <laughs> loved him, and so he got designated for assignment to make way for Moneybags Jones. I don't know; it fell apart. It's getting late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it's it's uh, it, it was a good run. Uh, I know it's ending here sooner than later or later, but uh, I think it's time. Yeah, and I don't know. Have they put a date on that or an issue number, or is it? Just, I you think don't it's gonna think be like it's a... been definitive, but I think it's by the end of the year. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay, but it, it's coming. It is. How it, it's it. It's coming. I don't know, I, but I've yet to see anything. You know, I've not heard issue numbers or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it when it when it happens. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say on that. Uh, matter. Um, well, is there anything else before we wrap up? I think we we was everything that I had. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I have as well. And I think we'll just wrap up by saying thank you for listening to this episode of the Comic Book Pit. This has been episode three sixty two. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.